This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. It's great with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is Welcome into running it straight for another Wednesday afternoon, 26th of October, and we are two weeks into the Rugby League World Cup. How good. Sammy here alongside Kempe. As always, uh, Kempe. Yeah, man. How, How you good? Doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm real good. Yeah, yeah. You doing all right? Yeah, nah, it's awesome, mate. It's awesome to see some more bounce back. The Papua New Guineans look really, really good. I'm looking forward to the quarters. They're mm. lining up exactly how we thought they would. I'm going to ask you a very interesting question that I've seen floating around social media around um, people not liking the group stages because of some of these blowouts, but I'm going to ask you an interesting question around it. Um, You can get involved any time on the show. Uh, Between now and 4 o'clock, you can call... 0800 150 11 or you can flick us a text on double eight double three, the Timber B Post text machine. Uh, throughout the sort of group stages of the World Cup, me and Kimby are just keen to, to sort of chew the fat over the games that you see. We'd love to hear from you. Um, as we move into the quarters and the semis, we'll start loading ourselves up with some big names, get some guests on. We can really chew through these games. But um, yeah, really interested to hear from you guys. So 0800 150 11, if you want to talk about any of the games you've seen in round two or the Kiwis uh, and their performance against Jamaica. And maybe that's where we'll start um, just off the top, Kim. We'll just quickly talk about the, the game on Sunday against Jamaica. Um, you said last week that we needed to see, obviously, a lot more from the Kiwis, even though they beat Lebanon quite comfortably. There were areas of the game that you th- uh, thought needed quite a bit of improvement. We also talked about the lack of Jerome Hughes and the halves. Um, were, you, were you happy with what you saw against Jamaica? Uh, look, I think from, from cover-wise, you know, I think there's enough cover there if we do need to move players around. But it's not ideal because you're not getting that cohesion going into those big games, and that's really important. Um, been talking about it on the breakfast um, with Izzy that, you know, how do you start with the best front row? Like, you've got Jared Warrior Hargrave still serving out his suspension. You've got Francis Liotta, who's just, I think he's he may be burnt out. You know, mm. like, he's, he just can't get over those little niggly injuries. Um Jesse Bromwich and Nelson Osefa Solomon look like they they could cover the middle with Joseph Tarpany and and of course Fisher Harris. But you know if you don't play Jerome Hughes along with Dylan Brown, I reckon the spine will really struggle. Mm. You know I don't think I don't think Brandon Smith and Joey Money Joey Money will still give you that that brilliant game because he's just a, a a gifted footballer. But to beat Australia in the semi, you're going to have to have your spine firing because that's where they got us. They've got they've got us with Munster. I reckon he'll stay with Cherry Evans there, Meninga. He'll stay there at Queensland uh, nine, seven, and six, and, and Tedesco at the back. Um, 
And we thought that they would struggle getting some cohesion. Mm. Mate, they look really, really good. Yeah, they are firing. Definitely the team to be. Um, how do they, with Nelson Asafa Solomon, and they use him similarly to how he's used at the Storm, he generally comes on after like 20, 25 minutes and will either play through to the 80 or he'll come off, you know, that last sort of 65, that 15 minutes, they'll, they'll replace him. And Tonga are sort of doing a similar thing with David Fafita. Now, mm. a lot of people sit there and look at it and go, well, these guys are world-class forwards. Why are they not starting the game? Can you sort of explain what their role is, why that, why coaches are using them like that? Well, the main the main thing is is... As if they're on top through the middle of the park, and you get a you get a middle player coming on at the right time, they have some decent impact, especially if you get your rotations right. So you'll see um, coaches basically emulating each other around the same periods. You know, eighteen minutes to probably the twenty sixth minute, they'll make some changes through that middle of the park. You'll change out um, players, and you'll change players in, and you're looking for some immediate impact. Nelson gives Melbourne that all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Day for feeder coming off like he's he's basically turned the game a couple of times for Tonga. You know, he's got them on the on the front foot, scored a couple of nice tries. He's looking really good day for feeder. Um and it's, you know, it's just whether or not they can actually make that difference. Because it can actually go the other way as well. If they come on, they blow themselves out and they don't give you a bit of impact, the rotations come back on and, and go around again. And this is where it's really interesting with Leota and Fisher Harris is they play big minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not they're not props that get out there and they want to come off at the 80, 18th minute. They actually want to stay out there as long as they can. And and I would leave them on as long as you can. Because the longer you can leave them on, the better it is for your team building some cohesion and building some um some I guess some some real good game through the middle. Some some oh geez for me I can't see why they they wouldn't want to start with Leon and Fisher Harris. That's the, that's the mind boggling part for me, because I think that the game always starts in the middle of the park. You know, if you don't get that part right, you don't get. Let, let's have a look at the grand final. Mm. Okay, let's just go back to the the last time these two played together. If you go back to the grand final, everyone knows that Leota hits the hardest. Now he stung him. I mean, he didn't hit him once. He stung him the whole time he was out there, and he was hurting them, and they knew that. And you got to look at the Parramatta front row. They ain't small puppies, you know what I mean? So I, I just can't get in my head that you've got everyone in the comp looking at Fisher, Harrison, Leota all year saying these are the two best front rows at start, and yet in the Kiwi team you don't want to start with them? So I think if you get that part wrong, then it makes it a lot harder for the rest of the team to go in behind it. Mm. And, you know, Liotta being injured at the moment for me is a real worry. Um, him coming off the bench, I don't think he's been as imp- – the impact off the bench would be as much as him starting the game. I would actually swing it around. I'd bring Jesse Bromwich off the bench. And I wonder, too, if you there's a bit of bias in the fact that whilst we're beating these teams, you manage Maguire, you might sort of look at it and go, yeah, I'm pretty happy. But it's when you come up against – the tougher opponents, and it's going to be Australia in the semi-final. Where we don't want to be at the end of eighty minutes wishing that we had started Leota, you know, when we're all sitting here saying it. Well, that's the you know the problem with international football is you don't get to see them enough. Yeah, you know exactly, I mean? exactly. You don't, you don't get to see them enough, so you don't get to actually watch it and go, well, that's the best we've got. Totally. You know, I, I, I said to to Izzy like, if you had Kurt Sorensen in a in a side. And everyone in the in the world knew that if Kurt Sorensen's out there, you're in for a tough night. Mm. I, and I got to play with Kurt. I knew that. I've seen it from the – I'll tell you, that scrum popped up in England. They all put their head back in the scrum because Kurt popped his head out there <laughs> and that big afro hits. Now, this, the same type of thing is with Fisher, Harris and Liotta. You know, they as soon as you name Liotta on the side, they go, I ain't running at him. All right, he's going he's gonna to hurt me. 
and the same with Fisher Harris. Like they just live, they live off each other. So yeah. um, when you when you go to the bench and go, oh, Leo's just gone on the bench. It's actually a sigh of relief. Yeah. Going, oh, thank God he's not on my stint. I'm just going to go and get my job done. You, you raise actually an interesting point about not there being not enough international league, and I'm going to come back to that point very, very shortly. But just wrapping up that um, Kiwi Jamaica game, I mean, pretty, pretty good to see. You know, the one warrior that is in that team, Dallin Martinez Lesniak, four tries, very impressive. Um, who else? I guess sort of, I st- stuck out for you in, in Sunday, and you know, in a blowout game. Um, was there anyone that you sort of were no, really impressed there, with? Well, there wasn't. Like, I wasn't even, you know, I saw the way that Jamaica scored their try and, and it was as if they'd won the grand final. But, you know, these type of games is really what it was the little things, you know, from not getting the ball from a short kickoff, that type of thing, thing that you know they will be big plays in the big games. Yeah, totally. So all those little things are the things that you're worrying about. It doesn't matter who's out there, the team that he's got. Like you need to start with your best team. You need to start with your best team against Ireland. You need to take it into that first quarter final. You need to take it in that semi final. Mm. Um, and I think if they keep mismatching the the mix here, we're we're actually on the reverse side of the coin that we thought Aussie were on. We're the ones that are struggling to get cohesion as yeah. they build towards the fa- the semi final. So yeah. we got a little bit of catch up to do. Yeah, you're spot on. Um, so the Kiwis taking on Ireland and Leeds this weekend before the quarterfinals, um, and. Jamaica are concluding their World Cup against Lebanon, and it's going to probably be the Kiwis in Lebanon who go through. Um, so a point that came up, Kempi, a lot on social media, just around some of these blowouts, and we predicted the top two teams in each pool at the beginning of the World Cup, and it's going to basically pan out exactly how we predict it. There's people that, I guess, aren't happy about that. You know, it's too predictable. It's just the big teams. They run right over the the lesser teams like the Jamaicas and, and the Italys, etc. Um, and it doesn't make it a very compelling World Cup. One of my arguments to that is, A, you see that in almost any World Cup around the world, even in rugby, right? You see 100%. the New Zealand, the All Blacks are going to beat Portugal by 100 points or whatever it might be. But see, interna- International Rugby League is unique in the fact that they don't play 15 tests a year like they do in rugby. The Kiwis are lucky if they play three tests in a non-COVID year, right? Pre-COVID, we played maybe three tests in a year. So When was the last time we played three tests in a year? Last World well, Cup? Yeah, probably. It is, yeah. it is mate. We yeah. don't play three tests so, a year. We're lucky to play two tests a year. Yeah, and so my point in, in that is the World Cup, the, these group games essentially are warm-up slash qualifier games for the real ticket, which is the quarters, the semis, and the final. So... so yeah. I don't think there's much you can change. No. And I and, and and as some people point out, teams like Jamaica, I mean, they'll get smashed by 70 points, but simply playing against the Kiwis is, is a is a pretty massive deal for the players in that team and the sport in the in Jamaica. So, you know, I think there's a number of a number of reasons why this format is almost the only format that they can use. It's not a level playing field. When you get Australia gets to the World Cup, they've played a state of origin. Yeah. So they they're you know that's why Man- that's why Meninga sticks with the Queensland spine. You know what I mean? He put he put Trebovich, um he puts uh, Tedesco at the back. And to put Tedesco at the back of anyone, he's going to still be the best one of the best fullbacks in the world. You mm. know what I mean? But the the main part for him is that he knows that the Queensland spine has had three really tough games together, and they know how to get a team around the football field. So New Zealand doesn't have that. No other team in the world has that. It's always been the issue. Yeah. When you play against Australia at the end of the year, well, guess what? Aussie have had a three-game warm-up, and they've picked their Aussie team out of the back of it, which is State of Origin, the best in the world, and we've got to go in there and we've got to try and compete with no warm-up games and try and get on that on that level playing field with them. When people say that the the, the lesser games um, are, you know, 
whatever, not not worth watching. Well, I think you're a pork chop if you say that, to be honest, <laughs> because there is no international rugby league. Any international rugby league at the moment is fantastic. If you have a look at previous World Cups, we have not had the calibre of league or player at the World Cup throughout the competition. Yeah. Have a look at Samoa bouncing back. Yep. You know what I mean? They look really good. You get to the quarterfinals, you go, you go, you can't pick it. You can th- you can throw you and toss a coin. You know, Australia, and New Zealand should win. England should win. But those teams that they're coming up against, you know, Samoa, Fiji, Papua New Guinea, on any given day now, those boys can show up and win. And they remind me of the time when I was playing for the Kiwis, and we were like 10, 15 years behind the Australians. So they know how to beat them, but they just can't consistently stick in there, they don't have the competition, they can't build cohesiveness, mm. and they've got to end up playing the type of game that the Aussies play to try and stick with them as long as possible. Now, imagine if you had that competition over longer periods during the oh, the four years previous to the World Cup you know, um, coming around. And that's the issue. We just don't have the games. Yeah, you're, right, you're dead right. We don't have the games. So these three, that's what I'm saying, with New Zealand, these three group games are really vital. Yes. You've got to get the best team out on the pitch, and you've got to get them firing because Aussie have already had three games. Yeah. And it looks like they've already had three games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're going, yeah. oh, they're not going to play well together. They're going to be a mismatch. Blah, blah. Mate, no one can, we can be further. Yeah. We can be further off. No, I totally agree, and I, which is why I think, too, really the litmus test for us, it's probably not going to be Ireland. It's going to be that quarterfinal against... Um, Fiji. Fiji. 100%. Where, and where, Fiji if, if you're not, If you're not clicking at that point you'd be very nervous heading into the semi-final. What about, and just talking about cohesion, is it would it be fair to say, and you, f- you know, fully challenged me on this because I'm just throwing it out there as an assumption, would it be fair to say that the Kiwis have been at their best in the past when there has been a number of warriors there because they're playing together week in, week out in the NRL? Well, the, the Rather than, you know, 23 the, guys coming together from all different clubs, and they're great players. I mean, this team is a great team, but they're not playing together week in, week out. No, that's exactly right. So it is really important that you're putting those little connections together, the Melbourne boys together, you know what I mean? The the Penrith boys together. You're looking at when you get out wide, have they played together in those positions out, you know, left edge, centre wing? Mm. So you're trying to get that, um, that balance right across the side. At the moment, because of injury or whatever... We're slotting players in, and it looks like we're slotting players in. There's no balance. We're throwing the ball out. Dylan Brown can't get going. Kieran Foran, you know, I love I love Kez. He's a good bloke. But if we only Kez, Kez and Dylan up against Aussie, we're going to struggle. Mm. It's really simple. You know what I mean? So the sooner we get that, that out, we've got two games to go. He's got to play Jerome and Dylan together in the next two games. I don't care what you do. You play those two together. You leave them out there for 80 minutes, and you just tell them to start getting get their game Getting their game going because mm. you come up against whether it's be whether it be Clary or Cherry Evans and Munster, you know they're going to fire, you know, in the big games because they've done, they've done it all the time. Yeah. Look, you look at look at them. They well, Nathan Nathan Clary grand final winner, Dillard, um, Daly Cherry Evans captain of the State of Origin winning team, Munster player the player the tournaments. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, yeah. you have to balance it out there. Yeah, so just a couple of extra quarter zone injections for Jerome, and uh, and away we go. <laughs> well, I think he could have played. I mean, personally, yeah, I, think, I, I think, think he could have played. I think Matt hinted that just, he could have played. I think the you know giving him that extra time off really yeah. shows you the importance that Matt just put on Jerome. So yeah. I hope Jerome comes back. Look, big good game against Ireland. I, you know, I thought the Lebanon Ireland game was a pretty good balanced one. Um, they did really well Lebanon to to, to take it to to Ireland. Even I couldn't believe that they were they were weren't favourites. Underdogs, yeah, Underdogs. crazy. Um, it was crazy, but. You know, 
if they can get this get this under the belt and get a really good win, then go into the quarterfinals and fire again, then we're talking. Uh, yeah, I'm totally in your camp, Kimby. Um, give us a call on 0800 If you want to discuss what we were just talking about with, um, I guess, the interest levels of some of the of the minor games at the Rugby League World Cup, we'd love to hear your thoughts. How much of it are you watching um, outside of, you know, the Kiwis and the Kangaroos and some of the big teams? And, you know, have you been getting up early to watch you know, Greece and, and Italy and France and some of these other teams. Um, 0800 150 811. There's a couple of texts here on double eight double three, which we will get to after a short break, and then we'll run through uh, some of the other games from the weekend. Running it straight here on ECNZ, thanks to Gulp, fueling your mission all year round. Fueling your mission all year round. Just like that. Hard-hitting analysis of one of the greatest games on earth. We're talking rugby league. This is Running It Straight on ECNZ. Welcome back into Running It Straight here on... Did he say one of them? The game. The greatest game. Yeah, I think I wrote the greatest game, Kevy, but Ruben takes his own part. He's a big cricket fan. Um, Texan here on double eight double three. Marcus on the Gold Coast says, please play DCE. Kiwis will win if he's the halfback. Cleary will kick us off the park. Uh, Jared Wawia Hargreaves needs to start with James Fisher-Harris. That's what Marcus is mm. saying on the GC. Yeah, I, look, I hear with DCE, I, and I, I did set, um, agree, agree with your kicking game. I think Cleary's got the better kicking game. I'll tell you one thing that people were missing out, though, is the, I'm just talking to Sammy about this in the in the break, are the fields, are the ground conditions and the, the shortness of the in goals and the kicking game becomes a big part of it. Mm. And, you know, if you have a look at Peter Hickey's game, he's come out of North Queensland on a hard track and he's hit the, the soft grounds of England and he can't get going. You know what I mean? And it's really affecting – it makes me wonder how much of the work off the field and the monitoring of the players before they get onto that soft track we are, we are actually doing because mm. I think it's going to take its toll later on in the tournament. Whoever's got that part of it right – I think we'll 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 go on and win the tournament. So, man, I think there's so many so many variables here at the moment. You know, we're not we're not playing on those big open spaces. Nah, and, and repeat sets have basically been non-existent. I know Jamaica got a couple against us with those little stabby grubbers that they put through, but it is very it's it's almost a totally different game, and we're not even really seeing kicking like we do in the NRL. Like it's just it's very very bizarre to watch, and everything does just feel a little bit more condensed. I said to you in the break that I felt like our attack still looks clunky and we're not even the tries we are scoring are almost from broken play sometimes mm. and I think I just wonder if yeah that just the I guess the space of the field and the way that the, the grounds are very compact right the stands are closer to the ground they're not used to that in the NRL I, yeah might be all playing into them a little bit and uh, well, maybe that's, that's why maybe that's why England are doing so well Kim. yeah look and I think England love it I think England yeah. you know that's <laughs> That's uh, Frankie Endicott made a really good point. You know, haven't won a, a series. They've won three series out of the last hundred years up there in New Zealand, and uh, you go up there to play England, and they're very tough to beat up there, no matter who they've got out there. So you're writing them off at your at your peril. Uh, Tonga do look really good. You know what I mean? So on that side of the draw, Tonga England, uh, Samoa coming back and playing the way that they did. Man, yeah, there's a they're, they're a chance, but I think I think England's got the favoritism for. Um, Flag on that side for me. Yeah, well, after watching them first game, like I said, my attitude on them totally changed. Um, Craig from the Bay, uh, who, of course, told us to pick England against Samoa in that first game in round one, says, uh, I thought it was crazy England were underdogs to Samoa. Lebanon underdogs to Ireland was another interesting call. Maybe I should be going for a TAB job instead of the running a straight <laughs> hosting gig, which we offered to Craig Kempe. Uh He might do a better job than me. Um, let's talk through some of the other games quickly that 
uh, also took place over the weekend, um, some a little bit more important than others. Um, Australia, we talked about defeating Scotland 84 points to nil. I think the nil is probably the most impressive part. Um, you saw with the Kiwis, even against Jamaica, you know. Well, kept, fluid. Yeah. You know, they just, yeah. they're fluid. They, Josh Adokar is a player of the tournament at the moment. You know, um, I just think that they're going in against Lebanon, you know, Michael Checker, he'll have he'll have a couple of tricks up his sleeve, but they'll need they'll need a miracle to uh, to slow this Australian side down. They've just been on fire. Six players as well on debut in that game for for Australia. I think all all but um, Lindsay Collins were the only ones that hadn't played in the grand final. So wow. six of those seven um, players that were on debut had played in the grand final. Interesting. Um, one stat that I absolutely loved from that game: Scotland only had five play the balls inside the Australian half in the first forty minutes. And, five, and that's you know that's what they'll do. Like yeah. that's where they're getting their cohesion built. They're actually, I can I I can guarantee you, Mel is already pre- pre- preparing for the Kiwis, saying you really need to nail this area mm. and just go to work on it. You know, and they're coming out and they're doing exactly what he's what he's telling them to do. And yeah, unless we we pick up, I guess. The form that we need in the next two weeks, mate. We we are a little bit behind them at the moment. Mm. Australia play Italy on Sunday morning at seven thirty, uh, and Scotland play Fiji at five am on Sunday. Um, Fiji did beat Italy sixty points to four, basically books their spot almost in the uh, quarterfinals to play New Zealand. Uh, Kikau got a double, Asivo got a double as well. Um, I didn't actually catch that game against Italy, Kempi, but Fiji, are they, yeah, they looking look really like they'll good. pose a threat? Yeah, 100%. 100%. They've been there and done that before too in a quarterfinal. So, um, what was it, 4-0 they beat us that's by? That's right. <laughs> you know, so they'll be they'll be reflecting on that. I think I think there'll be a lot of passion in this game against the Kiwis. It's, uh, they'll throw everything but the, the kitchen sink at it. We need to be on top of our game. They've got a big side um, and, they'll, and they will try and and go through the middle of us uh, with big kick out on the edge as, as their major threat. But, you know, we've got to be on top of our game here. 60-4, to four, they look, they, honestly, they looked a, a very good team. Alpi Corusau doing what he does best as well. So Fiji, uh, they have Scotland, like I said, on Sunday morning at 5am. Uh, Italy will play their last pool game against Australia. Um, so that's going to be probably a bit of a blowout as well. Um, I'll tell you what we'll do, Kimby. I've just got one text that's come here, through here on double eight double three. I'll save the other games for after news. Uh, someone's just said I think Sebastian Chris is in better form than Peter Hicku at the moment. Yeah, look, I, I don't know whether they'll start Nakori uh, in the centres on that left centre. Chris is going to play left centre. He ain't going to play right centre. I think Peter Hicku's got that locked down. Um, I just think that Peter Hicku needs to get going. You know what I mean? He's uh, he may be the the informed centre, but. Peter Hick has got the form against the Australians, and if he can get himself in, back into the game in the next two weeks, he's, a, he's the number one centre out there. We will take a short break uh, for news, sport and weather with Johnny Mack. Uh, still a few more games to run through, and then, of course, we've got to preview the games that are coming up this weekend, New Zealand Island as well. Like I said, though, want to hear from you on double eight double three, or give us a call 0800 150 11. It's open lines at the moment if you want to have a chat and talk some rugby league, talk some rugby league World Cup with myself and Kempe. Uh, jump on the blower and uh, let's have a yarn. But first, let's take some news with Johnny Mack. You got a mic sound there. I had something to say. Rockin' mics was a dream. I didn't care about pay. I know this whole rap, Kimby. That's right. That's right, Sammy. A little bit about dreaming, mate. A little bit about dreaming. Well, look, we're dreaming at the moment. We, we've been talking in the breaks just about how the Kiwis really need to get their act together. Um, 
because it, it's a false sense of security beating up on these minnow teams where everything, like you said, can become so easily. Um, and the danger here is that we're going to get absolutely hit in the face when it comes to Australia in the semi. It's just, I would have loved to probably be on the other side of the draw where you're playing a, a genuine challenger in an England, Tonga or Samoa, and then you're going to face basically one of them again in the quarterfinal. Yeah. You know, that would have been a much better build-up for us. But at the moment, it's it's a, you know, touch wood, a relatively easy path to Australia, and then we just get hit with a brick wall. A team that, like you said, is firing on every cylinder and us who are still trying to work it all out. It's, which... al- it's always the way at the World Cup. I mean, the last one I played in in 95 is exactly the same. When Ridgie shaved that post with a drop kick in the, in the final minute, went to extra time, you know. So... Um, Man, they just come out firing, and if you're not ready, you're dead. Right, they catch you on the hop, and you've just got to you got to balance yourself out and try and keep up with them. And they'll try and start fast too. So um, interesting to see how Madge. Oh, look, I, I just think he needs to really knuckle them down. You know, I, I I think they just need to go back to the basics. They need to really lay that platform down the middle of the park and. I, I, I gather that's what Jerome's going to do. So he's going to bring that game management around. Because I'll tell you what's missing is that. Mm. Is there, is a, there is a dead set lack of game management and a, and a decent um, kick up the backside when, they, when, they, when they're throwing floppy passes out the back and, and just you know, nonchalant um, attitude towards errors. You, know, you, don't, you don't get that many shots against Aussie. No. The one, the thing that's also concerning me, Kempi, is um, is actually our conversions, our kicking. I mean, I know it's a problem, isn't it? It is. I mean, we we hit, I think eight from thirteen. A couple of them weren't particularly tough kicks, but um, like who's our who is our first up kicker? Well, you got Jordan Upper, who's who's probably your first right. up kicker. So he wasn't playing there on the weekend. Yeah. Um, Peter Hicku has a shot at goal. You've got. Well, it's like we we didn't know who it should be. Like why? To be honest, why was Dallin taking kicks? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, because we haven't got a kicker. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean that's, so but we, that's. I mean, I know that's trivial, Kimby, but that's points on the park. I mean, you play Aussie and you go down say twenty eight, twenty four, and all of a sudden two conversions or a couple of penalty goals are the difference. You know. Yeah. Yeah, look, I I know it's a it is a little bit of a worry, and they'll take points. Aussie, they've got kickers for galore across that side. Well, exactly. Um, yeah, well, fight, they, could, they could lend us one for the game. They're now. fighting out who's <laughs> <laughs> they having kickoffs. Yeah. They having kickoffs at training to see who's yeah. kicking for goals because they they got that many good kickers. But um, it is that's another that's another area of concern um, for us here. But but I just hope they get back to basics. That's all. You know, I think I think. Time is running out for yeah. No, we're really happy with the with the attitude and everyone's getting on there because the two games have been very clunky, and they just need to get back to basics and really really start to to do what they're good at because we have got a really good forward pack mm. and we've got a backline that we can unleash. You know, there was a great quote from someone um, this week talking about the NPC final and I think it was Duplessis Karifi after um, losing to North and Wellington, and one of the quotes he said in the dressing room to the team was, "The answers are in this room." for how we turn the season around. I think it's similar with the Kiwis, right? The answers are in that team. That's right. They just have to work it out. They have to unlock it. Let's talk about some of the other games from the weekend. England uh, beating France 42 points to 18. Um, look, England are really starting to show themselves, Kempi. I mean, I was very impressed, of course, with the Samoan win. That changed my attitudes on them. But then the France game, equally, they were just as impressive. I mean, Dominic Young is stepping up again. He got two tries. Ryan Hall got a double. Um, I mean, the star really was George Williams. Yeah. Uh, once again in the halves, he's just, he's running the show for them better than anyone at the tournament. And, you know, these guys are a red-hot shout. They really are. Yeah, George Williams ain't going to be frightening New Zealand Australia either. You know, not not up there. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Andy Gregory, Sean Edwards. You mm-hmm. know, that little 
cocky type player yeah, that just wants the ball going through the middle. You know what I mean? He's he's tough tough as anything. So um, do you got to remember too when they play France? It's a, there's a lot of history there between England and France. So we had I had them at eighteen twelve at half time, and then they just ran away with it in the end. Um, but you know they put in a decent effort to France for their second game. But the 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 Poms are looking pretty good. You know they're big. They're, they're mobile. They don't look. They're the, they're the team that don't look out of place on that field, you know. So um, come through the. I, I, me personally, I don't want to play Tonga. I, you know. You I, mean from a Kiwi perspective or from an England perspective? Well, I think if if I was in England, I'd be really worried about Tonga because I've seen glimpses of Tonga, and I know that they they sort of struggled through their last game, but I've seen glimpses of Tonga where you go, man, if they actually get this part right. They're gonna they're gonna really cause some cause some trouble. It's always sort of been we we talk a lot about the halves for Tonga always been a bit, but it, it has always been them not being able to click. You know when they do click, I mean we saw that in twenty seventeen. Yeah, where I, they beat I tell the Kiwis. I tell you the two biggest problems is is uh, Lolo here and mm. Conrad Harrell. Yeah. Now if they can get them just to play footy, mm-hmm. like play footy and play back play back into a sort of NRL style percentage game. That side's going well, to go Lola really is, well. is particularly for me on the field quite temperamental. Like he's yeah. very hit and miss with some of his decision making. So I think you're bang on there. Um, so England play Greece on Sunday morning. It's an early morning, two thirty a.m., which they'll do a big number on. And then uh, France are playing Samoa, um, and that is on Monday morning at six a.m. Given that you know France did push England a little bit in that first half, could they cause some problems for Samoa or? Oh look, I think some I think some miles come out and sort of got themselves right. You know that uh, that game they looked they looked like they had a little bit more co- cohesion. They weren't afraid to throw the ball around. I thought uh, Jerome Luai was really good. Brian Tor and out on the wing, carrying the football was back to his best. Um, Papali through the middle with his passing game. You know that's what we were, we were looking for. Milford wasn't too bad. Um, you know, it's sort of I think. That gave them a bit of confidence and a bit of bit of opportunity to go. Well, we've got another game to try and get that that momentum um, going into this game for the quarters. Whether or not they can go to that level, at you know, you've, you touched on it when mm. you when you're having those that you've already had that one hard game and know that you got caught short. Whether or not it's an, enough of a wake up call for the next one is that's a, that's a telling one for them. Yeah, I would have I would have rather beat England. Then, then have to go in and go right. We're up against Tonga. Yeah, I agree. Um, Lebanon, Ireland, which was which was a great game. You know, on paper, we talked about Ireland being the favourites. It was a great game on paper, and it sort of did deliver. I mean, it was a it wasn't one of these blowout scores that we've seen. Thirty two points to fourteen. Uh, they did, um, I guess, come out of half time Lebanon and and put it to the sword. But um, they'll make it through. They'll make it through, and they're going to face Aussie probably in the quarter final. Um, oh, look, I thought I thought they got a few calls. Lebanon against Ireland, you know, there's still that part, a bit of luck um, played into their hands there. I thought Mitchell Moses' kicking game was a difference. You know, he um, he really kept, he kept the acid on them. He's a, and, and here's the difference in that Lebanon side. When he's firing, they all seem to go all right. So um, I was a little bit disappointed with Ireland. I thought they'd be a little bit closer than they were. But, you know, that's... That's what the what the finals is about. Yeah, two Simbins for them probably didn't help as well. At at two separate points. Um, but Lebanon playing without Adam Duahi, you know, he uh, still missing that game. I've got to get that in my head because obviously in the NRL they call him Dewey. 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 
And <laughs> but then that Duahi, I think, is Vossi's. His, his, we, did we talk about that? We talked about that, didn't we? About how he got into Lebanon camp and all the players yeah. made him feel bad about, well, <laughs> about I don't not know. I don't know if you've seen the one of the Samoans too, because I've done a... Yeah, they did a pronunciation video, they did. which it was, was great. really good. It was really good, yeah, 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 because yeah. they get a lot of interesting ones. Um, yeah, so without Adam Duahi, so uh, you know, he's going to come back for Lebanon, but this isn't a team that's going to upset Australia. But I, I really like Lebanon... The way that they're playing at this World Cup, I hope more peop- more players out of the NRL, because there is a big Lebanon you know, contingent in Australia, more players out of the NRL, if they know they're not going to make Aussie, because that's, for a lot of them, their first first sort of port of call, then, then they, they switch to Lebanon. You, you will get a team full of NRL stars moving forward. And I think that's why I think it's important that they play, you know, that they impress and that they play a style that attracts people to want to come and play alongside Mitchell Moses and Adam Dwahi, you know. So I, I think they've they've been quite impressive so far. I'd look, I think, you and know, could, and could and could not beat Australia, but they could turn out a good performance against Australia. That you know, what's a, what's a, what's a good what's a good performance? I think you know that you you'll see them. They will put put on some points. Yep. They'll have they'll have a decent crack. Oh, you're dead right. I think this uh, tournament is defining in a way that you. That comment you've made about other players having a look at their their home nations and going, well, I'm going to go and play for them. I I even think that they're not going to choose Australian jerseys. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, I th- yeah, that I would think, be that would be the. Dream. I think this tournament is defining and making players. You 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 know, we had a chat to uh, Kevin Edel about Cook Islands. You know, he's gone and rattled off Valentine Hines could have played for the Cook Islands. You know, Joseph Manu could have played for the Cook Islands. Now, if they go to the next World Cup, imagine they have those players in that side. Mm. You know, New Zealand to go and find another three three or four players to fill it. Nick Nick he, he goes in place with the Cook Islands so um, it's a it is a defining World Cup in the sense that these games these ones that Lebanon play up against the tier one teams the Australians and New Zealand mate of course you'd want to play in them mm. hey seriously yeah, you'd, and you'd want to you'd want to go and test yourself out and I think Mitchell Moses loves that international stage when he gets out there and absolutely. goes right I'm allowed, I've got a free license I can go and do what I want yeah, and more and more expectation on him because you know he's playing with some guys who aren't NRL players and he has to step up and be a leader in the team because, Kepi, when you look at you've got 16 NRL teams, right, and they've all got squads of, I don't know, 25, 30 guys. Um, got, I don't know the math there, but there's a lot of players that are sitting on the couch right now watching this World Cup, and I'm sure if they can, you know, find some sort of heritage, we, you know, you'd be seeing a, a rugby league World Cup that's just sprinkled with, with NRL guys, you know. I think you're bang on. I think this has been a real turning point. 2017 was the start of it, and I think this this particular World Cup is going to be another oh, look, I'll stepping stone. I take my hat off to the Tongans, seriously. Yeah, well, they, they were the trailblazers. You know, yeah. even and it was a big decision. It because, was massive. Joseph know, Tomalolo, um, you know, uh, Fafida, the way that they've pulled the team together. David Fafida playing for them. Like, he was he – was, Andrew Fafida was enticing him to play for Tonga at the beginning of the year, mm. and he wouldn't commit. And then for him to go and play, play for Tonga, you've got, you got, you got to remember that all the kids at school don't know Andrew Fafida. Mm. All right? They definitely know who David Fafida is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So when they see David Fafida running around in a, in a um, Tongan jersey, of course you want to be like David Fafida. And yeah. I think that's what the difference is. You've got all these young up-and-coming players that can play Origin and for Australia going, no, 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 I'm going to go and play for my home. And that decision for Tonga means that everyone across the board, Samoa's gone and done it. Like, they've gone and done it. They've, mm. they've just gone, well, they'll go out and emulate um, Tonga. The Cook Islands are thinking about it. Lebanon players are sitting and on the fence. And they're, and they're big players. You know, Suali'i for Samoa, they're not guys that are, I guess, forgotten about. They're, these are big-name players. Well, that have, probably... a at, have a look at the side. Australia's still got, they've got, the, they got Ninoi. He plays for Samoa. And they've got yeah. Tualagi on the wing. He plays for Samoa. Yeah. 
you know, you know, they those two decided, well, should we go to Samoa, should we go to Aussie? Well, we've always wanted to play for Aussie, let's play for Aussie. I guarantee you then the next World Cup they're not playing for Aussie. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. And um, we've got to take a break, Ken P. We've got a couple more games quickly to run through and then we've got to look at this weekend. Um, if you want to get a, a jump aboard the conversation, 0800 150 It's running it straight here on SCNZ thanks to Gull, fueling your mission all year round. We'll come back right after this. Just like that. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 this is Running It Straight on SENZ. Ten minutes to four here on SENZ, Running It Straight. Myself and Kempe, uh, we've talked a lot about Samoa and Tonga already. Samoa beating Greece 72 points to four. A great bounce back from that uh, England loss. And then uh, Tonga beating Wales 32 points to six. But the one I did want to talk to you about, Kempe, was PNG uh, Cook Islands this morning where PNG um, got away at the end. Uh, winning 32 points to 16, and PNG building, you know, something pretty, pretty special, and they'll they'll make the quarterfinals where they're going to come up against uh, probably England at this stage, aren't they? Um, yeah, how impressed I guess have you been with with PNG? Who are you know when you put them up against Samoa and Tonga, they're almost like the little brothers. They are, and I think I think when you look at them too, and the and the caliber of player that they've got in their side playing um, championship up in England, most of them in Queensland Cup, they're going really well. You know, Justin Ollen, they've got a sprinkling of, of NRL players through the side, but the effort that they're putting in, like there'd be a few NRL clubs looking at some of these um, Papua New Guinean players thinking that they can they can sign them for next year. I think their hook has been outstanding in the nine jersey. Um, a couple of their front rows have been really good. Obviously, Justin Ollen's been been awesome. But I think, you know, on, the, on their day, they should have won that game against Tonga first up. I thought they should have got that. Mm-hmm. Um Cook Islands was always going to be a really good game. You know, Cook Islands, they came out, they got within two at half time, but they always had the wood on them, Papua New Guinea. Coming out straight after half time, their first carry of the ball went, the front row ran through, ran 60. They scored on the first set um, straight after that. Reese Martin, I think, missed his first kick in 43 attempts um, today mm. as well. Yep. But, but he didn't miss Gotten, mate, what a goal kicker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, can they, can they get past the Poms? I think they'll make a game of it. Well, it's I think they'll make a game of it. If they had won that Tonga game, like you said, which they probably should have, then you know they'd be top of that group and probably would for me be the story of the World Cup because they're not a team unlike you know Samoa and Tonga who are threatening to make a semi final and a final. They're not laden with NRL talent. They're not you know they're They're, not they're not superstars. This is the team that's built basically just from I guess not local talent, but not guys that we've pretty much never heard of before. So it would have been really the story if they had finished it in the number one spot which yeah. isn't going to happen now but yeah yeah so and and you know they could they could do it they could they could come out and and upset you know they they went very close against Tonga and if we're saying that Tonga are, are probably the scary team that England don't want to play it puts puts Papua New Guinea into the picture doesn't it so you know fr- France showed up against England kept them close at half time can I think if that was Papua New Guinea at, at you know, um, eighteen, twelve and a half time. I think then we've got a game in our hands for the next forty minutes. So, mm. oh, look, I don't, I don't rule them out. I think they can win. I think, I think it's they're up against it against England. We'll take one more break. When we come back, we'll run through the eight games we've got on this weekend. It starts on Saturday morning at seven thirty, New Zealand v Ireland on Spark Sport. Um, so, a good chance to see the Kiwis one more time before they go into the quarterfinal. So, we will take one more quick break. We'll go through the next eight games after that. Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Just like that. Hard-hitting analysis of one of the greatest games on earth. We're talking rugby league. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. 
Yep, we're running it straight as we build towards four o'clock. The run home not far away. Craig, our soothsayer, is texting. Kempi England won't lose to PNG in the quarters, but Samoa could lose to France this week. I have Samoa as the favourites, but wouldn't be surprised by an upset. Your thoughts, please, by Craig. Oh, look, no, I don't think they get France, to be honest. I think uh, they realise that they actually have a decent team, Samoa, and the way that they played on the on the other day, um, I can't I can't see France getting close to them, to be honest. So. I think uh, you know we're looking we're looking like England and Samoa in that pool going through the next uh, the next round. Right, Kempe, let's quickly run through the games this weekend. Give me winners and score lines. New Zealand Ireland Saturday morning seven thirty. Uh, look, I think they they should get at least fifty past them. New Zealand, yeah, easy. Uh, of course, I'm not going to be Ireland. Uh, England Greece Sunday morning two thirty. Uh, England fifty past them. Sunday five a.m. Fiji Scotland. Uh, fifty past them. Fiji, okay, and uh, Australia Italy on Sunday seven thirty. Australia play who? Italy. Oh, 70 past them. <laughs> Lebanon, Jamaica, Monday morning, 1am. I think Lebanon get 30 past them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Tonga, Cook Islands, Monday morning, 3.30. I think it'll be a tough game. I think the, I think Tonga, mate, they'll be going to be really prepared for the semis. Samoa, France, 6am. Uh, I think Tonga get 20, Samoa get 20 past them. And PNG, Wales, Tuesday. Uh, P, PNG by 20. There you go. Running it straight for another week. More Rugby League World Cup action. We'll be back next Wednesday. The run home up next. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.